0: Welcome back to Hard Labor and Money Splashes, a
1: podcast about the Rolling Stones.
0: We're your hosts, Craig and John. We're your hosts, uh, Ferdinand and
1: Marco. We we all know who we are, right? That's that's like classic cameo. We know who we are. Who are you? you? Who are you? Who are you as the listener? And that's a pretty existential question. So the next song uh, is going to be um, Tie You Up The Pain of Love. This is one of my favorite all-time Stone songs. Not just on this album but just, just in of all general. Time, period. You know, this is we, we, we tell you things like you can't just have the Stones greatest hits and and be satisfied. You know, you'd miss songs like this that are just incredible. Rock jam No throw, No Dawn.
0: found a bit with Mick saying that he, this was sort of a, to him it was like a old Lowell Folsom song, just maybe brought up to date with a bit of a different flavor, but that's the idea behind it. I couldn't find anything that really matched up to that. For something like She Was Hot, you can go pull up any number of Chuck Berry songs and go, oh, well, that's the obvious. Okay, when he says this is like a Chuck Berry song, you can see that instantly.
1: Maybe like his song Tramp. Mm. Um, this like maybe another Lowell Fulton that comes to mind but again it wouldn't be off of like Lowell Fulton's greatest hits either um, this is a weird sound Ronnie's on bass but you know he's he's a full-fledged bass player he's, yeah. he's done it before I remember that was a thing when, when Bill quit well maybe they'll just put Ronnie back on bass and um, they don't need another guitar player right
0: or well, they'll rip me, bring Taylor back or something <laughs> it definitely there's a drum beat that's really prominent especially when it goes into this ah, it's even past the bridge it's just this uh this part where mix sort of chanting over the drums later on Was probably my favorite part of the song when I would first listen to this uh, on my, you know, primitive stereo system at the time. That sounded really good in that system. I know a lot of people talk about the kind of dated sound of that era, and this. I mean, I think we don't see as much here as we do on "Dirty Work" with those really big drum sounds. Mm, right, but we do see it on this track a little bit in that, but just in that little
1: pocket. This has got, um, th- this was also, you know, again, scandalous at the time. It was considered to be, uh, there was a lot made of like, these S&M references and it was some sort of kinky sex song. And when you see the, the reviews and, and interviews of the day, this is one thing. There's all this violence on this album and blood and this S&M. Um, when you, when you actually listen to the song, like there's a, it's, it's more of the entendre yeah. level, you know, really, I would say this song is about love and you have to say, like, have all your relationships been smooth? Well, here's a song for you by people who've been there. I think it has a lot to say. And it's tough, and it gets tougher as it goes. It's, it's a strong, strong thing. This, this would have been one of my single picks, I think. Really? I wonder if this would have got over
0: it. I mean, you see how much resistance there is to this idea of violence in these songs and the pushback. Now, this is even more overtly, it, it isn't, but it would be <laughs> construed as such in that era. Uh, would this even, you know, would it be a street fighting man type of thing where, yeah, it was the single, but no one would play it? <laughs> and when we touch it, maybe, and Mick has said, like, well, you know, I think, I forget it was Mick or Keith who had said it at the time, like, well, maybe they'll ban
1: it. It always goes well when they ban these songs. <laughs> Doesn't, you know, we have more success with it. Now, now, is this, um, this is right for a cover from someone. Maybe we should cover it. Yeah. It, it should be
0: out there. I don't know how many, like, Stones tribute bands have covered this. I, I don't, you know, there's a lot of... We could, there's some famous bands who've covered stone songs and things. This is definitely, I've never found a cover of this, but it's, it's not everyone's cup of tea, no. but it's great, but it's terrific. Take our word on that. I think next we're looking at want to hold you, which is the only Keith song on the, on the album. I it, think it's largely a Keith song. He, he talked about this in a lot of interviews about him writing this one with just him and Mick with Mick playing drums was influenced and you can tell this i think uh, the influence was like early lennon and mccartney
1: well uh i, I think he was saying like this was like a, i want to hold your hold your man kind of uh yeah inspired thing uh, to me this sounds like early expensive winos like like almost like a foreshadowing like this this could be happening and and maybe this is keith's thing he's like i want to make this grown-up rock and roll not all this weird 80s music who cares about that let's do what we do better than anyone else um i think that's that's the struggle throughout this album and um let's see what's ronnie's on bass again
0: yeah ronnie to me i mean this is we'll we'll take a sidetrack and we could probably do a whole thing just on this but to me ronnie is 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 the kind of guy. ronnie can do anything and I feel like Ronnie can do anything as well as anybody. <laughs> I would think if there's... How how would I say this? I think Bill doesn't get credit for the bass lines he, he... The genius of the bass lines he created. He's like a Donald Duck. He's up there with anybody. Well, I mean, we don't... If you're going to listen to this, you're going to know we're going to praise but, Bill Wyman he, he
1: plays. He plays lots of other things, too. I mean, as far back as Satanic Majesties, he's on keyboards. He, he's on uh, Keys Here on a couple songs. So
0: I think what what might be fair to say is ronnie or many people may be able to play bill's parts i don't know that they'd be able to come up with bill's parts wow so it's the same with maybe maybe like a mick taylor i think ronnie can play all of mick taylor's stuff i don't know that he necessarily would have come up with all those mick taylor lines in that fashion because he's not that necessarily that kind of guitar player but
1: Now, now the thing we should explain about this album too is a lot of times uh the stones aren't necessarily all in the studio together Mm. When these songs are being written or or performed, so a lot of times it's like, well, Bill's not coming in. Ronnie, pick up that bass. Let let's get this song made right now, or um, let let's start writing this.
0: There's an interview, I think, around the time of this with uh, with Bill Wyman, where he's calling that out. Like, well, I can't really do overdubs because you need that bass and drum together in the beginning. Uh, it's not like a guitar part you can lay over. You know, so in those instances, I'll switch over to a synthesizer or a keyboard or something like that. Yeah, I, I think that's part of why in some instances later we've seen where they're like, well, we'll get it. You know, they were mad at him when he left. So they were saying, well, we'll get another guy. You know, a couple other things with this. One is this is the only Keith song on the album.
1: In, in retrospect, everyone's saying, well, oh, Keith didn't like this album. He only had, you know, the one song on it and blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't know that that was, you know, again, startling. At the time,
0: he definitely was a fan of this one because he talked about this a lot about how this one started with him. I don't know that this was one that they had ear. I mean, I don't think at this point Keith's probably not thinking too much in terms of singles. I think he's thinking more in terms of albums and songs with longevity. But I guess here's my question because we keep coming back to this idea of Keith saying he wants to grow this up and make this sound. You know, but this isn't necessarily a defining. uh, When you talk about this one, this is a great song. It's a lot of fun. It definitely has a throwback kind of feel to that early Lennon McCartney and things like that.
1: It it also, this could have been on Tattoo You. Yeah,
0: I do agree with you. It could have been on uh, Talk Is Cheap. It Mm just kind of bridged the gap between the two worlds there. But I don't think it's necessarily what he had in mind, or maybe he's still trying to define it at that point. Like, what does it mean to grow this up? What does that sound like? I think this is where you get that push and pull between them where they're saying, you're just doing a retro thing. You're doing a Chuck Berry thing. You're kind of spinning your wheels. This isn't growing it up. This is us. Yeah. We're doing this better than anybody, but it's not necessarily everything. It could be everything. It could be. I'm kind of curious about, about his take on it there. They don't play it live until 97. And then it's one of two. It's it rotates. I think as one of Keith's uh, two live songs in the set. I think you're starting to see the different voice And kind of voicings Keith's going to use, it starts to change a little bit. Uh, I think his voice starts to drop a a bit in register. Hmm. It's not totally formed here yet, but he definitely gets smokier and a little bit deeper, I think, when you start getting into dirty work and then beyond. And then by the time he's done his solo tour, he's talked about, well, I had to learn how to sing the whole show. Right which is not something you know you'd done before but his voicings and things are different on this than say before they make me run from a couple years earlier or yes some of the things from like the mid 70s like his you know solo things you can hear or things with Ronnie Wood is are
1: yeah, the only one What should I say to you? I-
0: for joining us for this episode of Hard Labor and Money Splashes, the podcast dedicated to the world's greatest rock and roll band, the Rolling Stones. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Email us at hardlabormoneysplashes at gmail.com.